Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into another edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Steele. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyRath13. And you and joining me tonight, as always, Cody Kutzer. You can follow him on Twitter at CKutzer. And in this episode, we are going to be breaking down some of the undervalued rookies as, as of according to DLF's ADP um, for the month of March. I know they probably just released some new data um, for April or will be doing so soon, but this is going to be kind of looking at some of these guys. We're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Isaiah Hodges, um, guys like that in this in this episode. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. And all you play is all about control And if you can take it, all about your debt And if you can pay it, it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder, ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I may do so move on out, you can die like a fool Try to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, circle, why don't you ask me? Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play Roll over to the the kind of the, the rookie draft, the undervalued guys who are going in rookie drafts right now, people that are actually doing rookie drafts. Well, a couple of things with that. One, be sure to check out uh, for the NFL draft. We're actually going to be doing a live draft show for both days yeah. Yeah. for the entire draft. So if we're going to be on for like four hours for each show. We're gonna we got we're lining up a ton of guests. Uh, we're gonna I'm hoping to try to get like at least 15 to 20 guests on if not more to see what we can do over the two days and we're just gonna you know break down the draft we're gonna have a lot of fun with it drink some beers and uh you know watch the draft nobody else has anything else to do so if you're not able to watch the draft or whatever you can tune in it'll be a lot of fun we're gonna have a lot of guests on a lot of smart fantasy minds to kind of break down everything that has happened so i wanted to bring that up and then so it, you know, as for the as for the rookie drafts that are going on right now, you know, you kind of look at some of these uh, ADPs, and some of them aren't egregious, I wouldn't say, but uh, I think that we can at least have a conversation about a couple of these guys and where they're going because, uh, you know, it, this is now rookie draft season. But you know, something to mention is that we're missing is that we're not getting any pro days because everything that's going on, at least for most guys, yeah. some a couple of guys have been able to get a pro day in, but most of them haven't. None of them are going to be able to, and so we're we're kind of left. So the guys like J.K. Dobbins who never got a uh, you know, his pro day in, who didn't do anything. Tyler Johnson is another guy that we're not going to know anything about. I think T. Higgins was actually able to get his in. But, you know, these guys yeah. are really sat out. Like, that doesn't really help them any. And we're not we're not really going to know how they test or athletically. So maybe that ends up helping them a little bit as well. But, um, you know, when I was kind of looking at DLF and their, their rookie draft rankings or, or rookie draft 
ADP right now. Some guys, a couple of guys that kind of stood out to me. Um, first, for me, Jalen Hurts. Like I've talked about this dude a ton. Right now, he's going at QB five. Jordan Love is going ahead of him, which. I've heard some people talk about the fact that there's a possibility that Jordan Love could go in the top five, and I'm like blown away by that. And I, I've seen some people discuss that, like some teams may think like he's like the next Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, get out of town, like, like, like the Patrick Mahomes like with Jordan Love thing, like I get, I get it with some of his play style and everything else, but. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes' like numbers were still fantastic in college. That's not Jordan Love. Like Jordan Love didn't just break. Like wasn't just crushing it each and every week, right? And he's not like he played in some big Power Five conference, you know, like the SEC or something like that. And like it, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, that people are are using uh, Patrick Mahomes as a comp for Jordan Love. Like I don't think. I'm not excited about him at all. I'm like, like, I, but now you're starting to hear this stuff, and there's probably some uh, some truth to it. I don't understand why Jalen Hurts isn't going higher. Uh, we've talked about Jalen Hurts a lot. I feel like lately, but I absolutely love Jalen Hurts. I think that he can be a terrific, you know, late first, early second round um, pick in the NFL. And for me, like he's going basically at QB five um, in rookie drafts. And now this is for single QB ADP. I should mention that. And he's going 44th overall. And in terms of ADP, but I still think that's too low. Like, I feel like that he can be a guy that is somewhat like Lamar Jackson, right? Like, he, I don't think he's a direct comp for Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's fair because he doesn't have that type, his type of athleticism, but he can definitely give you something in that department for, you know, as, as that upside. And that's what we're looking for is that Konami code at quarterback, right? Like, we've seen it now with Josh Allen. Like, I don't care about how good you think Josh Allen is as a real life fan, as a real life NFL quarterback. I don't care. Like I care about fantasy points, and that's all we should be worried about. Guys that that bring that that added element of being able to utilize their legs to to, to pick up fantasy points should matter to people. And like it just feels like Jalen Hurts hasn't really picked that up. Like like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be at least the second best quarterback in this class. Like I, I think he has that sort of upside. And so I'm really surprised uh, that where he's kind of going in terms of ADP. Again, I understand this is single quarterback, so it pushes them down a little bit more. But going at QB five, I think is egregious. I, th- I think it just has to do with, um, I mean, as far as NFL mocks, typically he's he is the fifth guy going off. Um, sometimes you'll see Jordan Love slide into that three spot ahead of Herbert, but you're going to need a team to commit to Hurts the way that you know you brought up Lamar Jackson, the way that the the Ravens have committed to him because I, I do think he's he is scheme dependent um, just from just from watching him a little bit from listening to to guys who are a lot smarter than I am when it comes to quarterback play. But I, I definitely agree in terms of um, his upside and for, for fantasy purposes, like, I mean, you brought up Josh Allen, shout out to my, to my boy, Walt, who is the, the, uh, the ultimate Josh Allen truther. And we get into arguments all the time about whether or not he's actually a good NFL quarterback, but guess what? If he's putting up 25, points a week because he's running in, you know, because he's going you know, 250 passing yards and putting up another, you know, 60 on the ground with, you know, a touchdown on the ground through the air. Like, I don't care. I don't care if he has 50% completion percentage. Like, do we want that to be higher? Absolutely. But if he can bail you out with his legs and he's shown to do that, um, those those are the kind of players that you're looking for. So I, I I was surprised to see that he was he was that low in terms of his overall ADP. 
and I, I, I do like him, but I think that's why you're seeing him go as, as late as he is, just because he typically is the fifth quarterback coming off in, in mock drafts. But um, I, I'm a fan, and I'm going to be super interested to see, one, where he lands, and two, what the uh, – you know what? What they're how far they're willing to go, and if he gets a if he gets a crack year one, kind of the way that Lamar Jackson did. But that's that's what I'm talking about, though, with him, though. I guess is that that's kind of always, the, the, always what we're looking for in terms of, of your your fantasy quarterback, right? Because they can bail you out even if they have a bad poor passing week and they, they don't really do a lot through the air. They can bail you out of weeks just just because of what they can pick up for you on the ground. So um, yeah. quarterbacks like that, like Kyler Murray and. Um, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Like again, I, I don't think he's going to turn out to be Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to give you a thousand rushing yards. Like I don't think that's that's happening. But I still think he's somebody that can certainly give you five, six, seven hundred yards rushing. You know, uh, on average for in a year. So you, you get that from him. Like it's wheels up, and you put him. And if he lands in an opportunity where you know a, a team like New Orleans, for example, who I think what actually I don't, I didn't even bring that up, but Sean Payton t- today said that this is this is. Uh, Drew Brees last season. He's retiring after this year. I did not see that. Yes. So uh, Sean Payton did That's wild. Say, say that today. So this is didn't he sign year. a didn't he sign a two year deal though? Yeah. Yeah. But I I don't know if that's I mean who knows All I mean up front. I, yeah or or whatever. So we'll see. But um, Sean Payton said I did see that today. Unless uh, you, you can I mean you can fact check it and check it out and see if maybe I was wrong. But I did see that today. Just to, you know you never know. Maybe I saw. Uh, Adam Hefter or something like that tweeted, you know, and, and it wasn't really Adam Schefter, but um, I could have swore I saw that today with uh, or with in regards of, of Drew Brees. So and just I mean, the, the, real quick on uh, on Hertz, um, just looked up his Superflex uh, rookie ADP, and he's going at the end of the second, just one spot above uh, Jacob Eason. So that I mean, I, I think that's a little low even for for Superflex as well. I don't get it, you know, and. I guess you could say maybe I'd have to go back and look, obviously, to, to know what would like how people felt about like Lamar Jackson when he was actually coming out and where where people ha- like valued him in terms of rookie drafts. Because, like I said, like that's what you're looking for. Like, how the hell is he going anywhere close to him? Like to me, like in, in a super flex, like he should be going, you know, early second in my opinion. Because because of that upside. Now, of course, we're going in blind because we don't know how he's going to do or, or where he's going to land, what his situation is going to be and everything else. But right now, there's nothing to say that he's not going to finish higher. And he was someone that actually got in his pro day as well. So that, that was good to see and kind of got to throw in front of scouts and everything else. So I really like Jalen Hurts, and I think that he's being slept on. I honestly believe that he could end up being the second-best quarterback in this in this class. So anyways, we can, we can kind of move on from him. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to somebody you have, and that is uh, – let's start with Isaiah Hodgins uh what do you like about him he's right now going at wide receiver 18 and 38th overall yeah man with Hodgins um he's a he's a bigger uh bigger receiver he's he's fluid for his size he's a good route runner he has he has some of the best double moves that you'll see especially amongst this uh this receiver class that's just it's really pretty to watch uh the thing I really liked about him he played all over the field so he played left side right side played in the slot a little bit obviously on the outside he's i mean he's 64 210 i think is is how big he is um didn't do anything crazy in terms of the combine but he does have some of the some of the production numbers and dominator ratings that, that we want to see he has that sub 20 uh year old breakout age um 30% 37% dominator rating as a sophomore and that jumped up to 41% as a junior um led the team 
back-to-back seasons in catches and yards. And then in 2019, he accounted for 13 of Oregon State's uh, 30 pass uh, receiving touchdowns. So he's just a who, who I like um, can play in that that outside the X receiver, but also move him in inside. And, uh, co- you know, coming out as a junior, that's something that, you know, the, the analytics, those data nerds like to tell us that is, uh, that is important whenever they come out at the, at the younger age. So he's somebody that I've just liked from a, uh, from a film standpoint. And I think with the depth of this class, it's going to push him down. He's probably not going to get the draft capital until day three, but I could easily see him, uh, kind of working his way up a, up a depth chart and, and making an impact. Maybe not necessarily his his rookie year, but he's somebody who you're not going to have to spend that high capital on. And, you know, you'll be, you'll be able to see him develop. And uh, I think year two is wherever you is whenever we see him make make his uh, his impact in the NFL. Yeah, I like that. I think especially for, you know, guys that are looking for these, um, you know, that have maybe accumulated some of these, uh, you know, mid to late round, uh, later round Q or running or running back picks. I, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, so for me, um, one, Justin Jefferson, I, you know, not that I, wide receiver six isn't like egregious or anything like that. Yeah. T- I just, t- tell me about this one. Whenever, whenever I saw it and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I, I, I know you're a big Jefferson guy. Um, I mean, do, how much higher do you think he should be going? I think with everything that we know now with his pre-combine, some of the biggest concerns with him was, was he just going to be like a big slot, right? And was he going to be utilized in that role in the NFL? Was he athletic? Were we going to see anything that, that, that translated to that? Because I think he was one of those guys that ran like a four six four seven coming out of high school. We knew he was going to improve upon that. But I don't think anybody thought he was going to improve on it at the level that he did. I mean, he had one of the most impressive um, – combines of any player in the entire you know of the of the you know in, the, in this draft class so for him like again like i don't think it's like super egregious or anything like that of where he went but you know him posting that four four three forty, he has a great burst score great uh you know great speed score and everything else and so with the the big time production with the you know solid breakout age and the college dominator um you know was decent and everything else out of out of out at lsu kind of like we talked about a few weeks or almost a month ago now i guess but for him like i feel like that like i i'm solid in cd lamb and uh, jerry judy going ahead of him like for sure right i think those two locks going ahead of him I think you could talk about him going third. Like, you know, I know people are going to have Henry Ruggs, and Henry Ruggs very well could be the first wide receiver drafted in this class. We know NFL teams love speed. Everybody's trying to get as much speed as they possibly can. Obviously, I'm still a big Jalen Rager fan, and I think Jalen Rager probably still should be the number three wide receiver in this class. But for me, I think I'd put Justin Jefferson fourth. And so at wide receiver six, you know, kind of going at that 12.46, you know, basically borderline first round rookie pick right now i love justin jefferson and i think if he lands in the in the right spot and if you're drafting now obviously um i think taking a shot on him and, and he goes in the right spot like i think justin jefferson could be end up being one of the better uh, wide receivers in this class so i really like him again i don't think it's egregious that he's going wide receiver six but i still feel like that he is somebody that should be squarely in the top five yeah, I would agree because I would have him. I would have him above Rugs, who's who's going ahead of him right now. But that's something that the uh, the NFL draft is is going to tell us. Um, and that being you know quote unquote just a slot receiver, 
that's not a that's not the death sentence that it that it was several years ago. I mean, you're you're seeing more three, four receiver sets. You're seeing you know slot receivers being able to to make a living and be their team's number one target. So, I like the the Justin Jefferson call, and obviously with you know with that speed and everything he's done. I mean, even um, last year, you look at his numbers. He was he he was producing last year, and then obviously this year that entire uh, that entire offense blew up. So. I, I can definitely see that, and I think if he gets that, you know, round one capital, if he goes as the as the third receiver, I think you are going to see him jump up into the into the middle of the first round instead of uh, instead of the end. So I I do like that call. Another guy I have, Devin Duvernay. Um, he he's interesting to me. I I can so currently he is going. What do we got here? Uh, wide receiver sixteen. Uh, Overall ADP of thirty six point two. I can understand why he's going this late. I mean, he was a he was a late producer. He didn't. Break, he has that. He has a late breakout age. His all of his stats in his senior year are are higher than the first three years combined. So I so I get why he's going a little bit later. But you want to talk about another slot receiver who has juice? He ran a four three nine forty. Slot receiver usage is increasing just across the NFL as a whole. And just, I, I think part of the reason why we didn't see him produce as much um, from the little bit I saw from his 2018 tape, they seem to line him up on the outside a little bit more. And then this year, once he got more uh, more run in the slot, that's whenever you saw his numbers really jump, uh, his production jump up. So he's someone who, you know, again, if he if he gets maybe late day two, early day three draft capital. If, if he goes to the right spot, I think he could be uh he could actually be a steal at, at that point of the draft. Yeah. I think this class in, among wide receivers is, is loaded, right? I don't know if it's 2014 good, you know, the Mike Evans, Odell Beckham draft. I, I'm really interested to see where a lot of these guys land because I think we could end up seeing a, a really, a really solid amount of these guys going within the yeah. first three rounds. And I think you've seen it a little bit impact free agency, right? Where teams feel a little bit more comfortable. Like we talked about, not that I think it was a smart move for Houston to trade DeAndre Hopkins by any means, but I think it's what probably le- propelled them to feel a little bit more confident about it by doing so. Not that it, again, I don't think it was smart by any means, but I, th- I feel like that some of their thought process in this was like, you know, look how deep this wide receiver class is. You know, we, we can add another wide receiver through the draft and, and be okay. Kind of move on from that asset before it, before it you know, matures and it, it, it ends up being too um, – and kind of getting out before um, before it expires, if you will, I guess. But it's just going to be interesting to see kind of how this, this draft kind of unfolds um, in terms of that. But, from you know, another guy that I have is Michael Pittman um, at wide receiver. and. Yeah. He's somebody that's not really going to necessarily wow you in a lot of places, but I think that he can be a solid, you know, kind of wide receiver too for a lot of teams. And he's somebody that, that doesn't really kind of, I mean, so basically if you, if you look at him right now, he's wide receiver 14 kind of being drafted 26th overall, you know, his, his, uh, his best comparable is Dwayne Bowe, which is fantastic because <laughs> like, like I, you know, obviously me being a Chiefs fan, like I've watched Dwayne Bowe from, for many years there's a lot of jokes about Dwayne Bow and everything else especially how it ended in Cleveland where it was just a complete train wreck of the money they gave him and he never did anything but like if he turns out to be Dwayne Bow like that's still a pretty solid especially going and where he's going wide receiver 14 overall like Michael Pittman because like one like just Dwayne Bow as a player like made some of the most ridiculous catches you've ever seen in your entire life but they would drop the easiest but 
regardless of that. Like if you look at if you look at Michael Pittman on the surface, he ran a four five two forty, but at his size at six four two twenty three, like yeah. that that is nothing to sniff at. He has a solid speed score of 111.2, 93rd percentile, a solid catch radius of ten point two five. Like there's a lot to like here in, in his uh, he's a hundred and twelve point one, seventy third percentile Spark X score. So I mean there there's some I, I think some red flags on his on him as well. You know, we talk a lot about breakout age when it comes to these especially wide receivers where it really matters. He was twenty point nine, thirty ninth percentile. So that is obviously something that that concerns you a little bit. This was really his first year of breaking out. Uh, you go back to this year, really in two thousand and you know his two thousand nineteen season, where he had one hundred and one receptions, twelve hundred yards, and eleven touchdowns. But if you go back to last year, it wasn't terrible: forty one receptions, seven hundred fifty eight yards, and six receiving touchdowns. So, but for, for me, like he he's an older wide receiver. He's twenty two already, and so, so there there are some you know concerns here with him. But considering he's going at wide receiver 14 like i think he's a solid value kind of get somebody you could get in that what second third or mid late second early third round i don't know i i i like him and i think he's somebody that i would i would look to invest in kind of in this late second only third round range yeah for sure he's uh he's somebody that i was that i would have written down had you not gotten to him already and even though he didn't really break out until his senior year something that I mean, obviously, we, we want to see these guys produce in an early age and can kind of continue it throughout their collegiate career. But something that stuck out to me as a positive in terms of how he did it his senior year, they did it with three different quarterbacks at USC. So, I mean, I, I think that that can't be downplayed. But to, to me, it's it's for him, it's that size speed, that size speed combination. I mean, you, you got to love as a 6'4", 220-pound guy with that 93rd percentile speed score. So Pittman is a guy that, that I like. He's another, you know, a solid kind of he, – he's a, a smooth operator. He's smooth his routes. He never really seems to slow down or break stride, you know, in and out of his breaks and the top of his route stems and whatnot. And uh, so I'm used downfield a lot, 63rd percentile uh, yard per reception. So he's someone I like. The, uh, the last guy that I'll talk about here – LaMichael P. Ryan. Same thing with Devin Duvernay. I, I get why he's he's going this late. He's coming off the board at RB13, um, kind of beginning of the, the fourth round with an ADP of 39.7. Um, but the, the reason why I like him there is I, I kind of have him in that tier that's closer to uh, Zach Moss and the guy you're going to talk about, Keyshawn Vaughn. And he's going – two rounds later after those guys. The thing with him that that I didn't necessarily care for is like you I never watched a game where I saw everything kind of come together. He had games where he looked good good running inside. He had games where he had he looked good running outside. He had games where he looked good catching the ball. I think he had like forty receptions uh this past year at uh in college. Um but he never had one of those games where he put it all together at the same time in one particular game where where I was watching him anyway. Um, but like I said, the the fact that he's going as late as he is, but I personally have him closer to Moss and Vaughn. I think he's uh, if he's someone you want to wait you want to wait on. Maybe he goes somewhere like uh, I don't know, maybe Atlanta takes him. I know they just signed Gurley, but they're they're a team that's kind of been trying to find that diamond in the rough and taking a, a running back on day three. I don't think he gets day two capital by any means. Um, but they're, the the Falcons are a team that keeps 
you know, taking your Brian Hills and your Quadre Olsen. So if, if they take him, the guys ahead of him aren't that impressive. If Gurley goes down or if they're monitoring his, his workload at all, he's someone who I think is solid enough at everything who will kind of stick around on an, on an NFL roster. And you'll see him kind of being a, you know, in your redraft leagues, he's going to be, you know, a, a waiver wire target. I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll cover him at some point next year or in the, in the years coming. But like I said, he's, he's someone who I have kind of closer to, to Keyshawn Vaughn, who you're going to touch on, but you can get him two rounds later. So I think he's being slightly undervalued, but I, I also understand why he's going at that point. Yeah. I mean, with Keyshawn Vaughn, he's somebody that is quietly that, that, that I really like. And I love him. I think that if you one, if you kind of look at his numbers, uh, his numbers definitely dropped off a little bit from last year to this year. Uh, was not nearly as efficient, um, but with the, there was positive things that, that we saw from him uh, that in the positive direction. But you know, in 2018, he ran for uh, 1,200 yards, 7.9 yards per attempt, 12 touchdowns, but only had 12 receptions. But if you look at this year, uh, with far more opportunity, he had 190, 199 attempts for uh, almost. Uh, what 1,028 yards, nine touchdowns, but he did have 39 receptions. So that was something that I felt that uh, that should be mentioned among him is something something that he he has in his game that he can uh, bring to the next level. But if you kind of look at, at Keyshawn Vaughn, like he is your prototypical one cut runner. I think somebody that in a zone scheme would be perfect for that. And I, I really like everything that he brings to the table. You watch him. like He is a violent runner. He looks for contact. And he is not somebody that is trying to try, try to you know be a really elusive guy and, and, and try all that stuff. Like That's not what he's doing. He is going to come right at you. And so I, I really like his aggressive playing style. And again, there, there are some spots where like, you know, I don't want to get too excited, but like, if he, you know, I would love to see him go in like the fifth or sixth round of Kansas City, right? Um, somebody that, you know, he's not going to take over this year as the lead back, but somebody that kind of feel, you know, can give some opp- more opportunity maybe, uh, you know, because we know Andy Reid, for example, likes to run a, a committee and that's what he, what he always does. And I don't think Damian Williams, if he was the starter, that he's going to get, he's not going to go out there and get 20, 25 touches a game. It's not going to happen. He's more of a 15 touch type of guy. And so there's, there's, there's enough there. And I know some people like Darwin Thompson. I don't think Darwin Thompson's the answer, but somebody like Keyshawn Vaughn going in like the fifth round, I think could be an incredible value for a team like that. And it's not, it's not even just there. I think a a team like Tampa Bay could use a a running back like him. And so some other teams that are really, uh, could really utilize him well. So he's somebody right now for me that I think could really rise up draft boards. But uh, his current ADP is not like he's going at RB eight, eighteenth overall, and to, you know, depending on draft capital, the, I, I think we could see him go anywhere from where he rises up to like RB five territory if he lands at a great spot. And I can also see that draw drop a little bit past that as well if he ends up guys a guy that ends up going in the fifth or sixth round, and maybe we're a little bit higher on him than other NFL teams are, but. Right now, like I, I think he's somebody that I'd want to take some dart throws on because I really like his talent and I really like his upside. Yeah, for sure. He's he's somebody that, that I like a lot. To me, he's my he's the my clear cut six behind the the top five running backs that we've that have kind of been talked about ad nauseum at this point. But you're right, if if he gets that 
I mean, I, I could see a team falling in love with him. Maybe he goes late day two. You know what I mean? Like late round three somewhere. Maybe he goes early round four. I could see a team, be, you know, because of his physical nature. He also has, uh, you know, decent athletics, athleticism to him as well. Um, has that size that we're kind of seeing become, you know, not the standard, so to speak, but it's becoming a little more the the norm at that 5'10", 214 kind of range. You know, we're, we're not really seeing the 5'11", 220-pound guys uh, coming out as much anymore. But he ran a 4'5", one at that size. You, and that's he's a guy who you see that athletic, the athleticism he showed at the combine and that speed that also shows up on tape. He has a nice burst. He'll run over guys he can catch. So that's a that's a guy that I'm I'm also definitely – definitely interested in and I, I would take him I would take him easily over Moss and uh AJ Dillon I think both of those guys are going ahead of him right now AJ Dillon would be the tough one for me like I think they're in that same category because I think AJ Dillon is somebody that you know we, we we have talked about him and in the podcast we have like I I really like this dude I really like his athleticism but the thing that that Keyshawn Vaughn has that AJ Dillon ha- at least hasn't shown is the ability to actually be able to be utilized as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So right. I, I do like that. And it should be mentioned with Keyshawn Vaughn as well, him having such a horrible year. Or not, I shouldn't say horrible, but his drop-off from last year to this year has something to do with the fact that Vanderbilt was absolutely horrendous um, Awful. this year. Yeah. So that is something that should be taken in consideration. They played in the SEC, you know, it's so – and. It, they were awful, except for they beat Missouri. So you know, but hey, who who didn't beat Missouri this year, right? You know, it is what it is. But uh, so yeah, I, I think this is uh, pretty much our list of guys we have right now. Uh, we're going to continue to keep talking about a lot of these guys uh, moving forward, and you know, with the draft coming up, it's kind of all we got right now, right? Is uh, is is rookie talk? So. Um, we'll do some more next week and we'll kind of look into, you know, do some more deep dive, maybe hitting on some of these dudes that uh, aren't really being talked about. I knew we could come in here and we could talk about the Jonathan Taylors and the Cam Akers and the, you know, Jerry Judy's and the CD Lambs, which you can find, uh, a lot of those guys already on our YouTube or on our podcast that we've done in the previous, um, we have, you know, individual game breakdowns on YouTube or individual player breakdowns of like Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy and all those guys. You can find all that on our YouTube where we had Jesse Reeves on, which we had, there was a really great show. We kind of broke all those up individually and put some video behind it. And so you can find all that on our YouTube or you can go back on, if you're listening on podcast and you can go back and check out all of our stuff that we've done. So, um, we have a lot of more stuff we're going to come, to, uh, we're going to bring out as well. And like I said, the the live draft shows are going to be absolutely amazing. It's, it's so much fun. We're going to bring on a ton of guests. And I, uh, you know, since we have nothing else better to do, right? Like to sit around, drink some beers, like we're at a bar together watching it. Except for we can't be in a bar because we, have, you know, social distancing and all this stuff that we have going on. But hey, you can come in, tune in, watch it at live. Um, on the podcast uh it's gonna be fun times maybe we'll do some giveaways and stuff like that see what we can do for it but it'll, it'll be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to that yeah man for sure we we already have uh already have some guests lined up and confirmed and looking forward to chopping it up with the with the guys that we do have and i know we're gonna be adding to the adding to that guest list and we're gonna be practicing our social distancing as we sit on our couch dude i'm i'm super interested to see like the tv production of how this draft is going to look. It's it's going to be it's going to be really weird. I don't care that you know how it's going to necessarily look. I'm just happy that we have it, but I do think it's going to be super interesting to like I mean are they going to have 
is this all going to be like Skype kind of stuff? Or are we going to see some like grainy video with, you know, I'm trying to think of like Art Rooney trying to figure out how to use like Skype and, you know what I mean? Like FaceTime and all this shit. So it's, it's going to be super interesting, but Hey, like you said, not going to be able to go anywhere. That sucks for all the, the people that were lined up to go to Vegas. I knew they were like, I think Jesse Rees was going out there, obviously a bunch of other guys too. So I mean that you know it sucks for them that they aren't going to be able to do that because I'm I'm sure that just would have been a absolutely wild time. But now you get to now you get to kick it with us, so we we, we will be here to help you guys through all of this. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. We did it a few years ago. I think it was 2017 was the last time we did it, and it was an absolute blast. And we just joked around, had a lot of fun, bullshitted the whole time. Um, you know, we, there was some good content in there as well of uh, breaking it down. I think we actually had a funeral for Jeremy Hill because that was the year they drafted Joe Mixon. Um, so that was fun and uh, everything else, you know, put that to bed. So anyways, um, you know, like, like we mentioned, also, if you're a best ball player and you want to jump into some best ball drafts with us, you know, we're giving away two spots, right? So hit us up on Twitter at FantasyRat13 or at FF, and we can get you in there for that. Or you can reach out to us uh, through email uh, at the fantasy authority one at gmail.com or we, again, we, we have this, we have the free slack. That's absolutely free. We have the channel set up for DFS, which isn't a thing right now, but uh, you know, dynasty redraft, um, you know, place to talk. You know, if you want to talk about some football, talk about NFL, talk about anything really, uh, we, you know, we can do that. So, uh, you know, get some more people in there, but you know, like I said, uh, reach out to us. We'll get you in that stuff. So I really appreciate everybody. Uh, like I said, our subscribers have gone up a lot lately, and we really and our listens have gone up, especially in the off season where we were typically a redraft pod in years past. We're trying to kind of branch out and do more. Where Cody's more of the dynasty guy, and I'm more of DFS dynasty or DFS redraft guy. So it's kind of uh, bringing it together. But I I really like the fact of uh, the numbers and everything else that everyone's listening. We really appreciate it. We do this for you guys. So if there's anything else, if there's a topic that you guys want to hear about, you have a question about our upcoming rookie draft or a best ball draft or anything strategy wise always reach out to us we have no problem with answering i answer people all the time questions on twitter and so i have no problem with doing that we're here to help you guys and so you know one other thing too that i actually had this idea is like maybe bringing on some listeners of the show to our live draft show and bringing them on and letting them just hang out and we talk football and everything else kind of something a little you know giving back somebody if anybody's ever wanted to be on a podcast or on a show i felt like that was kind of a cool thing too so maybe Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that and do it next. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, there's there's a lot of people that we have jumping into the the Slack channel that are you know regular, I guess, contributors in the in the Slack community. So that'd be that'd be a lot of fun if you know, like General Zod, if we can get some uh, some of those guys on that are that are always talking in the chat. If we can, you know, if we can get any of the any of the TFA fam who've who've been supporting us and reading the articles and like you were mentioning with the the downloads and listens and things like that. So I, you know, what I really like that idea. So along with the the rate and review, you know, if if you want to do that and get a get a free shot at a at a best ball with us. Um, hit us up about that too. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun to to get to talk to some of these guys and get you know get some get some FaceTime put a, put a face with some of these uh, avatars. No, yeah, I think that I think that'd be a lot of fun. So we'll 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 figure that out too. We'll put out more on that. So again, until next week, I really appreciate everybody checking it out. Podcast pretty much everywhere. I mean. If there's a podcast place for it, we're there. I mean, we're on iHeartRadio now. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on CastBox. We're on Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast, Stitcher. We're on it all, Podbean. So you, there's no excuse. You can find us, subscribe, 
leave a rate, leave a review if you'd like. You know, if you if you feel like there's something we need to work on, let us know. But also reach out to us. Email the show at the fantasy or at the excited say I get a little excited about all this, so this is what happens. Email the show, fantasyauthority1 at gmail.com and tell us anything that you want. If you got a problem, you got a question, anything you think we can change, work on, improve, we want to hear about it. The show's for you guys, TFA fam. Until next week, we out. Leg out. Yellow model kid, yellow bottle sipping, yellow Lamborghini, yellow top missing. Yeah, yeah, that shit look like a toupee. I get what you get in 10 years, in two days. Ladies love me, I'm on my cool J. If you get what I get, what would you say? She wax it all off, Mr. Miyagi, and them suicide doors. Ari Kari, look at me now, look at me now, oh. I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, fresh to the fuck. little nigga bigger than gorilla, cause I'm killing every nigga that can try to be on my shit, better cuff your chick, if you with it, I can get it, and she accidentally slipping fall on my dick, oops, I said, on oh, my dick, I ain't really mean to say on oh, my dick, but since we talking about my dick, all of you here to say hi to it, I'm done. Hey, old Breezy, let me show you how to keep the dice rolling when you're doing that thing over there, homie. <laughs> Let's go! Cause I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away. Better know that I don't and I won't ever stop. Cause you know I gotta win every day, day. Go. She didn't really, really wanna pop me. Go. Just know that you will never pop me. Oh. And I know that I gotta be a little cocky. No. You ain't never gonna stop me. Every time I come, a nigga gotta set it, then I gotta go and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow and then I gotta shut it. Any little thing a nigga think that he be doing, cause it doesn't matter, cause I'm gonna yeah. dead it, then I'm gonna murder everything and anything about a boom, about a bang. I gotta do a lot of things to make it clear to a couple niggas that I always win and then I gotta get it again and again and again. <laughs> And I be doing it to death, and now I move a little foul, nigga. Better call a rap, and everybody know my style. And niggas know that I'm the best when it come to doing this. And I be banging on my chest, and I bang in the east, and I bang in the west. And I come to give you more, and I will never give you less. You will hear it in the street, or you can read it in the press. Do you really want to know what's next? Let's go. See the way we on it, and we all up in the race. And you know we got to go, and I try to keep up with the pace. And we struggling, and hustling, and set it, and I get it. And we always got to do it, take it to another place. Got to taste it, and I got to grab it. And I got to cut all through this traffic just to be at the top of the throne. But I know I got to have it. Have it. Look at me now. Look at me now. Oh. I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, fresh to the motherfucker. Man, fuck these bitch ass niggas, how y'all doing, I'm Latunche, I'm a nuisance, I go stupid, I go dumb like the three stooges, I don't eat sushi, I'm the shit, no, I'm pollution, no substitution, got a bitch that play in movies in my jacuzzi, pussy juicy, I never give a fuck about a hater, got money on my radar, dressed like a skater, got a big house, came with an elevator, you niggas ain't eating, fuck it, tell a waiter, Molly say shoot him and I say okay, if you want that bullshit, then I'm like, oh, late. I don't care what you say, so don't even speak. Your girlfriend a freak like Cirque du Soleil. That's word to my flag, and my flag red. I'm out of my head, bitch, I'm out of my mind. From the bottom I climb, you ain't hollering in mine. Nope, not on my time, and I'm not even trying. What's poppin', slime? Nothing five. And if they trippin', fuck them five. I ain't got no time to shuck and jive. These niggas this sweet as pumpkin pie. So I can sprite on a private flight, bitch. I've been tight since God in life. And my pocket's right, and my diamond's white, and my mama's nice, and my dad is dead. You faggot scared, cause I'm too wild. Been here for a while, I was like, fuck trial. I put it down, I'm so young, money. If you got eyes, look at me now, bitch. Look at me now, look at me now, how? I'm getting paper, look at me now, how? Look at me now, yeah. I'm fresher than a motherfucker. Okay. Okay. Is that right? I'm fresher than a 